Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Pame! Our Lexi for this week is Zachary, Zachary or sugar. Zachary, as of recent years, has mixed reputation due to the overindulgence of it versus the consuming of it for actual benefits. Around for about 10,000 years, Zachary or sugar provides energy to your muscles and it is a source of energy for your brain and nervous system. The body depends on small amounts to survive. The problem is that people in general have misused and overindulged in zakhari in the form of processed foods and sodas for the past decades. And as a result, sugar has now become the enemy of the human body. Since sugar is actually in almost everything we eat, consider reducing cane pure refined sugar sources to natural sources of sugar. Great options include honey, fruit, monk fruit sweetener, or maple syrup. Give one of these a try and give your body a break from the side effects of zakhari. This is Kira Moran, president of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Kefi Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms has been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Love your food, love yourself with the healing powers of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Cold extraction, Kalamata olives from the Peloponnese, Greece. This liquid gold provides nutrition to your salads, veggies, dips, proteins, and yes, even your skin. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil is an anti-aging wonder food that tastes good, feels sensational, and it has a profound way to express who you are, a person of vibrance, longevity, and well-being. I invite you to experience this food that I call a gift from the earth, Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Visit us now, kefilife.shop, and get your yummy bottle of healthy elixir, the best olive oil from our growers in Greece to your personal home for your personal wellness. Visit kefilife.shop for Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil. That's kefilife.shop. It's the Kefi Life Podcast. You've got Kiki Vale here, and I'm very excited to talk to somebody today that is going to help us uh, make you and your family feel better, look better, and make better choices. Specifically, I want to talk about kids and teens. You know, Kefi Life is all about harmonizing the mind, the body, and the spirit. And I think that children today, we're going to focus a little bit on children and teens. Uh, they're being inundated with misinformation and um, improper food choices. Mom and dad are in a hurry. Uh, the people of the house are not knowing how to set up a meal or make sure that those kids are okay. And I think we owe it to our youth and our younger generation to help them find their way with living their best life and, and uh, setting some really great, uh, how can I say, habits up for life. So Charlie Johnson is with us. He's going to talk to us. He's a leading fat loss expert. He's a transformation specialist. He's worked in all forms of fitness and business. He helps people from all over the world. Seen him in Forbes magazine for top three coach. He's got his own podcast. He's very well versed and educated. And he's here today to help us with our youth. 
so nice to have you. Yeah, thank you very much. This is um, something I'm incredibly passionate about because in a lot of respects, I was a victim of this. I'm smiling now thinking about it. Uh, as a child, being maybe given free reign to, to do things and pick up bad habits I shouldn't have done. So, well, then, then you can really speak to this conversation. And I grew up uh, just not knowing what to eat. I grew up in a Greek household, just eating too much of the food that was so delicious, like gyro and pita and tzatziki and all that, which is good in moderation. But I think we have to make our good choices first. But for the kids that are growing up today, I think a real problem, Charlie, and maybe you know better, is processed foods. How, what are we? Where do we start with our youth? So this is an interesting topic. So if you actually look on CT brain scans, when someone digests sugar, the way their brain lights up actually matches someone who uses heroin in terms of the dopamine response from the brain. Now, this actually shows how addictive sugar is in itself. So something we have to think about is obviously children are very young and unaware of a lot of these things in terms of uh, how to manage themselves, which is, as parents, why we obviously need to, to guide them. Now, one thing I would suggest from parents is to try and um, be very aware of how exposed they are to these things when they're younger. So obviously, when they're going to school, you're obviously not going to have a huge amount of control of that. But you have complete control of obviously what you buy and what you have in your house. And if something's not in the house, they're not going to be able to eat it. So that would be the first thing I'd think about. It's like trying to teach them the right habits from when they're very, very young is vitally important. And also not using food as a reward mechanism, I think is a very important thing. Because again, I think that's something we tend to do too frequently is um, giving our kids treats and food and stuff to make them maybe happy or feel rewarded when that's not necessarily the best way to do that. Because again, when we then look at adulthood, we look at people who are oh, it's Friday, Saturday night, I deserve to eat a load of crap junk food because we've had that ingrained in our brain since we were like five years old that, oh, I've had a good week, I can now go and eat two Domino's pizzas or whatever it would be. Um, and I speak from this from uh, my own personal experience. When I was younger, I was overweight up until I was like 15, 16. And that's something that really um, almost, I don't know, scarred my memory a bit, I guess would be a way to put that. And I think this is the reality of a lot of kids now is that they probably get to 13, 14, 15, 16 and they're getting into this situation and they don't know how to get out of it. And then they get into the spiral of maybe getting bullied at school or anything like that. And it's very, very important as parents that we understand that if we can set the, the solid foundations from the beginning when they're very, very young, that can then compound over time for them. Um, and I also think there's a lot of, I don't know if blame is the right word to use, but I think there's a lot of improvement that needs to be done within um, school education and the way schools are actually set up and run. So in the UK, for example, I've actually tried to get involved with schools and speak to them, but they're, they're not even not really interested. I don't know if the US is much better with these sort of things, but there's a lot of room for improvement in my oh, opinion. Oh, absolutely. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was starting something. He's a bodybuilder, um, actor, et cetera. Everybody knows who he is, but um, he started something with fitness. And I think that he saw that trend with children and youth and teens having an obesity problem. You talked about parents, and I think it really is the responsibility of the people above the children or older than the children or the people of the household to establish those habits, if you will. I was, my mom, uh, my mother, God rest her soul, started me a little bit late. She had gotten diabetes and she started to learn more and more about how to manage her weight and her life and her food choices because she was a diabetic. And then I, she imparted that wisdom on me. And then I started these little fundraisers for diabetes. And I just noticed how many children were having these problems 
with weight and with food choice and et cetera. So let's talk a little bit about the food choice. Are we supposed to make it exciting for the kids? How do we get them to make, to eat vegetables? Is fiber important? Like, I think it's important. If, and this actually, because so there's something that's interesting here that it's probably my favorite thing clients say to us is, um, one of the questions I often ask is, what was the biggest win that you didn't expect from the program? And it's the fact that they see their, their kids exercising and eating better. Now, what you have to think about this is children, we naturally want to mirror our parents and we aspire to make them proud of us. So if, for example, your dad is working out and is in great shape, the likelihood that you're going to be an overweight kid is probably going to be pretty, pretty, pretty unlikely because you're going to want to look like your dad looks. Because like every young boy, they're superheroes, they're dads. They look up to them, they want to be like him. So if, if you're, and I'm not victimizing anyone who's out of shape and has got the quote-unquote dad bod, but... The reality is when you were a kid, you didn't aspire to have a dad bod. You aspired to look like James Bond or an action hero or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. And think about this now because your son or daughter will look up to you. And if you can get yourself in great shape and lead by example, your kids will start to mirror you. So like a great example is a client of mine, Tom Sadler, if he's listening to this, he talks about how his uh, daughter now really likes eating like protein porridge, which is really healthy. It's like chocolate pudding to her. She likes it. And like she likes exercise stuff. I think she's only like five or six. But... Like those things make a big difference. And like that's now ingrained into that child since she's like five or six years old. Now that will obviously continue from there because it's now a habit. So if we can psychologically create these things as habits that kids like to do, I think that's very important. And the other thing I'd say that's important for parents and um, we need to be aware of in the generation of technology we have now is that we actually get them outdoors and they get actually doing stuff. So get them mountain biking, skiing, sports, whatever they want to do, like try and do something active rather than just throwing an iPad in front of them to keep them entertained. Because I see that a lot and I don't think, I think it's an easy way to keep them occupied, but it's not the best way if that makes sense. Yes, and so many of the younger generation in my generation as well is we get addicted to looking at our screen. But as soon as I take myself away from it, uh, for a little while, I just, it's not that I don't want to go back to it. I just want to have a little bit of break. Then I do enjoy going outside and walking my dog. I do enjoy looking at the trees and the leaves changing colors and sort of, as you say, uh, getting that vitamin D. So we have to motivate our youth to move more. 100%. And it just comes down to making it fun. And the same thing for adults, like you can get involved with it, go like cycling with your kids, go play sports when you play American football, you want to walk the dog, whatever. There's like thousands of different things you can do. And a lot of them are free. They don't really cost anything. You'd like, I don't know, a ball costs like 10 pounds, $10. Like you don't have to spend huge amounts of money to do these things, but it's just having an invested interest. And I think children would really appreciate that. I think getting them actually into uh, social scenarios with kids and sports, I think is very, very, very important. And it's important to make, like you say, uh, whatever they're trying not like a huge insurmountable task, but something that is good for them and something that they can, I don't want to say achieve slowly, but um, that it's obtainable. That making the right food choices and exercising is going to be good for them. And it's fun. Like sugar is not all that. No, 100%. There's loads of like nice healthy things that taste awesome and you can make taste awesome for kids. So even if you look at, say, I don't know, kids like sweet things, like honey, like honey is incredibly good for you. Obviously you don't want to give them an entire jar of honey. But there's things you can make with honey, for example, which is very good for you. Honey's great for digestion, has loads of other benefits. But you just need to have some creativity and some thought process in terms of what you're doing. And if anyone who wants any help with this, um, I've got tons of like hundreds of recipe guys I can give you. So if you just message me 
Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, um, just the word Kiki and say, listen to the podcast and, and can I have some of the recipe guys? I can just give you a Google link for them all. Okay. And it's Charlie Johnson. The name is Charlie, yeah, Charlie Johnson. Charlie Johnson. And you also have a podcast because you're very well-versed and you're well-studied and you're very passionate about this. If you were talking to a kid today and they were just a little chubby or they weren't feeling the best self and they were getting bullied because, well, maybe it's because they were a little chubby. And I've been there. I grew up a little chubby when I was 13. Uh, what would you tell that young child about just trying to feel and look better with their health? I would firstly get them to enjoy exercise and find something they enjoy. And I think that's the most important thing. And then I think explaining to them the basics of what um, uh, calorie ba- like energy balance is and a calorie deficit. So just explaining to them, because they don't even, I don't think they even teach us at school, which is really obvious, something that's important for life, is maintaining health and your body weight, is explaining to them that, okay, calorie maintenance is going to be when you eat the same amount of calories on a daily basis as you burn, your body weight stays the same, Calorie deficit is going to be when you burn more calories on a daily basis than you consume. And then a calorie surplus where you're going to gain body weight and body fat is going to be where you're eating more calories than you're burning. And when you start to conceptually like teach kids that, I think that will make it much easier. And you can even go to the route of trying to like teach them about foods and how many calories are on certain things, how many calories in a gram of protein, carbs and fats. And like ultimately... If we can teach kids these things from the beginning and give them like the knowledge to do this, they can then actually understand for themselves how to make the right decisions, why to make the right decisions, and also why certain foods might f- make them feel a bit bad, uh, like psychologically, digestively, or whatever it might be. So then they have a well-rounded approach to learn for themselves and become self-aware. And then we can just help them cry and create the right habits by nudging them in the right direction, if it makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. And children are like sponges. They really do um, absorb the information. And if they really want to um, feel a different way, they'll take what you're saying, especially if you're living by example, and they'll try to apply it. I, What I find, Charlie, and I, I didn't always do this, but I've really enjoyed home cooking meals, home, home cooked meals. And I think that plays into it too, because you're you're taking the, the focus off of like how much or how little I'm going to eat, but I'm sitting down with my people that I love and I'm eating something good. And so I think home cooking also helps too. Yeah, I think it's also teaching your children to cook. I think there's something fun you could do with them and then teach them through the process of that. It doesn't have to be like, we're eating this because you need to lose weight, young Jimmy or whatever. Like It's like you can teach them, like this is how to like, prepare a meal, this is how to cook. Because I think that's actually a skill that's um, greatly being lost where people are now just living off fast food and uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash in America and all that sort of stuff. And then it's too easy for people to make really poor decisions. And people also not understanding necessarily how calorie dense certain foods are. Um, I think is a very, very easy, easy fix to try and solve this for younger children. In, in our final moments, I just want you to take some time, Charlie, and just let us know a little bit about really, because we haven't dived in this very much, what you do, why you're passionate about what you do, and your work is very important, so I'm looking forward to hearing your answer. So why I'm passionate about what I've done is one of the things I've alluded to a few times. So I was overweight as a child, um, and I've tried everything from every stupid diet out there, tried all the things you see in magazines, I've tried everything. And um, I've then worked in a proper job, I've done all these sort of things, and through... Uh, a thousand failures, I've worked out what actually works. And the reality is actually incredibly simple. 
But the problem is because it's actually quite simple and I'm not going to like lie to you this easy to do. It's just you need to be consistent with it. And once you create the right habits, it becomes easy to do because changing is never going to be easy because it's, it's often the hardest part is that first step of asking for help and admitting you you don't know how to do it yourself, which I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, and the reality is that that for me is what I'm very passionate about because it, like, if you fix this and change this for you now, say for example, I'm 31 at the moment. Say for example, if I, if I was overweight and I change this now, I've now got that, the benefit of that for the rest of my life. Now, if you don't fix that right now, you're going to be living a life of regret thinking when you get to like 60 thinking, I never really dealt with that issue. I wonder why. And the reality is like, this isn't rocket science. We're not, I'm not Elon Musk creating a rocket to go into our space and then come back and land itself. Like essentially we're just trying to find a way to lose body fat, build some muscle, feel great and look great. And it's a fairly simple process to do. And I've done it thousands of times with other people. I've done it with myself and I'm not genetically gifted in that. What some people might say, and there are some older photos of me floating around for reference to that. Um, and it's just a process of learning, becoming self-aware, and then being realistic in terms of asking for help. Charlie Johnson, you've given us inspiration, encouragement, and great information to transform into our very best selves. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk about children, youth, women, men, the festive holidays throughout the entire episodic series that we've had with you. And I really want people to check you out on your podcast. So we're going to list everything in the show notes. In the meantime, you continue being your best self. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, cala. This Hola, cala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. My observations reveal that the healthiest and most well-balanced people live in a positive and healthy environment. The environment that matters most is the house or dwelling that you come home to every day or night. Have you set up your home for success? Does the kitchen and bathroom support well-being? Here's some quick and easy tips to think about. Avoid contamination. Substances that can make you sick shouldn't be present in your home. Check for radon and carbon monoxide. Replace dangerous toxic cleaning products with things like oils and natural products. Number two, keep some green plants in your home. This is so easy. Carbon monoxide is naturally consumed by plants which then release oxygen back into the air. Bingo. Finally, number three, use water filters. If you want a clean home, then one of the elements of healthy home is water filters since they ensure the best quality of water. Water filters remove contaminants such as lead, chlorine, and bacteria. Set up your home for a healthy existence to create an olicala all as well life. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.